wonderful, merciful Father, earnestly we seek your face this morning with adoration in our hearts, with humility, seeking for your grace, seeking for your mercy, and thanking you for all that you have done for us. Father, we just want to be where you are, that your presence will go before us, will stand by us, and will always be our rare reward. The Father in heaven, that peace that comes by dwelling in your presence will be our portion in all of our experiences today. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, guys, and welcome back to our daily devotional podcast. It has been a blessing thus far. I am really, really grateful to God. I also appreciate you for following. Um, Before we go further, somebody, a good, close friend, made an observation of a statement we made the other day concerning, uh, you know, when we said that all of our failures, all of our mistakes are part of God's grand plan for our lives. And we understand that it could suggest us meaning and predestination and that it doesn't matter what we do, at the end of the day, God walks in and around us so we don't actually have to do anything or even if we make bad choices, God is still let go of it. That's not what we mean, okay? What we are saying, first, we're not saying that our choices does not have consequences. God's perfect will for us is that we live and live life in abundance. But again, we make mistakes, we make choices that lead us out of God's will for our lives. And God does not force it. God does not for, does, God does not control our will. He allows us to make our choices. The point we are making is that even though we make mistakes, when we realize and come back to God, God turns those mistakes, those consequences of our actions. He uses it as an opportunity, as an avenue to redeem us back to Him. So it doesn't matter how far we have wandered away from Him, whether we are like the prodigal son who ran away from God, who made the choice to leave the Father's side, or we are like the lost sheep who doesn't even know his way back, or we are like the lost coin who doesn't even know that we are lost. Regardless of all of our mistakes and our you know, shortcomings, wherever we are, when we call upon God and humble ourselves to Him, God is able to walk in and around our mistakes and our failures to bring us back to His original will and expected it. And God is more than able. So you don't have to run away from Him. You can trust Him with your failures. You can trust Him with your mistake. But you have to make the choice to invite Him into your life. You have to make the choice to choose to be Him, okay? There is nothing like once save, always save. There is nothing like predestination that some persons are predestined to be saved regardless of their actions. Okay, now we've gotten that out of our chest. And thank you for 
in the observation. I pray that you continue to, to engage us with your questions, with your observations, for clarity, for more discussions, we learn together. We're still on Daniel chapter 5. And, um, you know, when you ask people from three, like at least three generations to describe what Batman looks like, I don't know if you've seen the character Batman, you get almost three different answers because Batman changes um, to the reflection of the times, moving from a caped crusader into a cartoonist black and grey leotard to the brooding dark night that we know today. And when we look at Batman as well as Superman and many of all these other seeming superheroes, their picture is an ever-changing standard that we put on our heroes. What, what used to be cool and nice in a particular generation or decade appears to be lame and you know out of fashion in the next. What used to portray strength in one generation is you know cheesy to, to the next. And we must understand that if we chase people's standards, we would always chase a moving target. And that's the reality that Daniel understood, that if we change people's standard, we would always change a moving, change a moving target because the human standard is insatiable. It's established on, you know, fleeting sensationalism at, at best. You know, you can remember that when Nebuchadnezzar was king, Daniel was his trusted advisor, especially after he made himself outstanding when he declared the dream to the king. And over the years, Daniel seemed to have fallen out of favor with the kings and almost totally forgotten until an emergency caused the queen mother in Daniel chapter 5, when you read verse 10 and 11, to remember the wisdom and the insights of Daniel. When Daniel interpreted the dream to Belshazzar in Daniel chapter 5, Belshazzar was prepared to give him power, money, authority, uh, no to anyone, first of all, who could interpret the message on the world. But Daniel wasn't interested. In fact, Daniel told him that his gifts, whatever he has, should perish with him because Daniel knew the influence that comes from fame and that it fades quickly and Daniel was not just ready to sacrifice his integrity for fame or for power especially as he knew that the king was going to lose every one of those things that night. Daniel's focus was on being faithful to the Lord. It wasn't on what he could gain by following God or by you know gaining favor with men. Daniel only wanted to speak the words that God has given to him. Nothing more and nothing less. Uh, this is not the first time in, in the story in Daniel 5, like we established yesterday, it wasn't the first time that the wise men and the other magicians and the sorcerers of Babylon could uh, interpret or handle God's revelation. And that puts you know, the question to rest that only God can actually reveal the deep secret things of the future. And when we keep on chasing shadows, when we keep on chasing human standards, we can never get that satisfaction, that fulfillment, that peace, you know, that, that anchor 
of our, for our future. We can never get it aside God because only God is the Alpha and the Omega. Only God knows it all. Only God has the key of the past, of the present, and the future. And I tell you, my friend, your future is safe with God. Even your past, God is willing to forgive if you would ask Him. He's willing to take away the guilt willing to take away you know, the shame and the hurt and the pain and if you would also trust him with your future and obey him within your present he is more than able to reveal things to you and even in uncertainty he is able to give you the peace that passes all understanding and so we read in Daniel chapter 5 from verse 10 to 11 to even verse 12 that the queen mother you know remember Daniel and remembered his service and she identified Daniel as someone who possessed special skills and she Daniel was invited and when Daniel came to the king the king promised to give him several royal gifts but Daniel was not impressed by wealth or position I want to ask you what is your motivation for doing what you do is it to gain positions is it to gain wealth is it to gain fame? Is it to gain recognition? What is your motivation, my friend? Or is it to serve God and to represent Him in the best way you know how or He wants you to be? For Daniel, it was not gifts or promotion. From a king whose empire had less than 12 hours to last. Instead, he knew that if that day was going to be his last, he would still represent God and God alone. Daniel was not in a hurry. He reminded Belshazzar of his failure, first of all, to learn from God's dealings with his grandfather, Nebuchadnezzar, when you read from verse 18 to 21. And Daniel told him, you should have known better. You should have known better. But yet, the primary offense of Belshazzar, which Daniel reminded him, was that you set yourself against the God of heaven. And that was made evident in his three counts verdicts, I, I, I would like to call it, that Daniel read to the king, Belshazzar. That number one, you drank from the sacred verses from the temple of God with your lords and your wives. And that was indeed a sacrilege. Number two, you praise your God of gold, silver, bronze, iron, and wood, and stone. And that was also, you know, a sacrilege and disobedience to God. For you shall worship no other God except the God of heaven. And three, he did not honor God who holds his life. He had no regard for the God of heaven. And this three-count charge attracted a three-fold verdict against him. When you read from verse 24 to verse 28, where we see the words that were written, Mene, Mene, Teke, Opasi, or Perez, as some um, others will call it. And many Daniel interpreted to the king is that God has numbered your reign and brought it to an end. Your reign is over. Your days are fulfilled. And take care. You have been weighed on the balance and found lacking in substance. 
and you lack that is you can say he lacked moral fiber and the perez the opacity is that your kingdom has been divided and given to the meads and to the patients and this was indeed a direct fulfillment of daniel chapter 2 verse 38 to 39 where we saw that god told nebuchadnezzar that his kingdom will not last forever that an inferior kingdom as represented by the chest and arm of silver would overthrow Babylon and will rule over Greek. I want you to notice something in Daniel chapter 5 verse 29 that 